1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. If you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn your notifications on because we've got plenty of content on the other teams in town, all of which are doing well. As well, also check us out on FiveReasonSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reason Sports Network, including our friend Mark Brown. He had better seats than I did last night. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. That's markbrownpa.com. He's based in North Lauderdale. What can he help you with? Well, a few things. He's a real estate attorney. So if you need to get your closing done, I can tell you from experience, because he did this for me on a couple of different properties, he does a great job with you. He'll go through the entire process with you. give you a fair deal as well so reach out to MarkBrownPA.com. again based in north lauderdale right off of cypress creek and andrews he also in addition to being a real estate attorney where he can help you if you have a bankruptcy uh, again a closing anything in the real estate space he also can help you set up an estate plan and if you have a family you need to get that done because you don't want your money going to the state or going to some relative that you couldn't stand while you were living make sure it goes to your kids or somebody else that you care about he will go, through again, through all the paperwork with you, makes it real easy, explains everything to you. Reach out to him, again, at Mark Brown. that's with a C, MarkBrownPA.com, or 954-566-5678. Again, that's 954-566-5678. And now, today's episode. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, at Ethan J. Skolnick, and at Five Reasons Sports. I got Greg Silvander. You can follow him. At Greg Sylvander, night off for Brady and Alex, although Alex was at practice with me today, and then he decided to do a media open run, so we'll see how that goes over the next couple of days, how sore Alex is. He might be uh, on the injured list with Jimmy Butler. Uh, We're going to talk today about sort of competing uh, circumstances here, the past and the present, and how this fits with the Heat having a 2-1 deficit in their series against Denver. And I was down there today, uh, I got a chance to speak to Udonis Haslam for about 10 minutes. That's already up on the podcast feed. Uh, Udonis gave, of course, gave great perspective on all of his finals appearances, actually got in the game, a uh, game three. That was not really the plan, but that's actually only the sixth finals that he's gotten into because he did not get into the 2020 finals. I didn't realize that uh, until last night, but he got a few seconds in the last ones. So he's actually participated in the six finals been part of a team that's been in seven different finals. And he talked about, the conversations he's having with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and others about putting this all into perspective um, and sort of the, the past also, you know, the fact that in 2006, the, the Heat were down 2-0 and they came back in one four straight, you know, Dwayne Wade saying, we're not going to go out like this. Uh, and then other finals that didn't look like they were going so well, but you just get through it. And he said, look, this is not fun. This is hard. Nobody is enjoying this. You don't enjoy it until the parade. That's it. Okay. Because I said, has this made this season more enjoyable for you than when we talked all during it, when you said this was a miserable last season for you? And he says, nah. He says, well, he says, F no, actually. He said, of course not. He says, until it's over, I'm not going to enjoy any of it uh, at all. And I think that's kind of where the heat are. But Greg, that's what we want to get into. Because when I look at the present of this series, it looks daunting, to be honest, okay? The, The Denver Nuggets' two best players are playing at a really high level. They're both healthy. They're connected. All the role guys know what they're supposed to do. Jokic and Murray just did something that no tandem of players has ever done in NBA history, putting up 30-point triple-doubles and doing it in a finals game. They got pretty decent performances out of a couple of role guys, even though KCP and Michael Porter Jr. are still struggling. And on the other side, the Miami Heat got here in port because they got playoff supernova Jimmy. And we have not seen that guy in a long time. And when I spoke, Greg, to people who've watched the team the whole year, not the out-of-town media, but people who work for the organization, people, broadcasters for the organization, et cetera, they're concerned because we haven't seen that Jimmy in a while. And I posted this stat uh, yesterday on Five Reasons Twitter account. Seven of the first eight postseason games, Jimmy Butler shot 50% or above. Okay. Seven of the first eight, including all six Prior to Josh Hart taking out his ankle. In the last 12 postseason games, he has shot 50% or better once. This is a guy who shot over 60% from the field in the regular season after the All-Star break. So he went through that entire period shooting at an incredibly high level. Did the same through the first eight games of the postseason. And through the last 12 games of the postseason, he's shooting around 41%. The only game that he has shot 50% or better, he took only 10 shots. So he was 5 of 10. It's not even a sample size. So we're going to look back, and we're also going to look forward at where we are and yep. over the rest of this series. And my concern is that we're going to talk about a lot of things we're going to say, well, this has happened before and Dwayne was able to pull him out of this or this guy was able to pull him out of this. Greg, I don't know that they got a guy to pull him out of it this time. Am I wrong?
2: Uh, you might not be. To illustrate what you're talking about, um, just in game three alone, in the Murray-Jokic ball screens, which it's just insane. They set a total of 38 on-ball screens and they scored 1.4 points per possession on any on-ball screen, Jokic and Murray. That is, um, That would be the best... Transition offense in the league, and they're doing on-ball screening and getting to that point of, uh, points of uh, points per possession. By comparison, the Heat's top screening duo, Scott's top screening duo, Bam and Jimmy, nineteen on-ball screens in Game Three for only zero point six nine points per possession. What I mean by that is, is that the Heat's best players have to rise to the level of bo- uh, of. Denver's best players. We'll talk about the others and such, but ultimately I think that there is an element of this where they are honing in on Jamal Murray and a large part of that comes down to Jimmy Butler's focus. And so for him to go supernova, it's tough for him to also cut down the head of the snake and Jamal Murray. And so they have to find that balance there. It's the biggest, most daunting task they've had so far this postseason. I think that there are things in terms of mixing up coverages and things that they can do to still make this interesting. They still need good three-point shooting because it changes the complexion of everything. Denver changes as a team from a disposition perspective when they get punched in the mouth by another team offensively. So Miami needs that. But at this point, it's hard to say, oh, well, Jimmy's just going to come and save them because Jimmy's being asked to do so much defensively. And also, we haven't seen him play that way. His mobility doesn't look the same. His lift doesn't look the same. So we said pre-show, and I'll say it again here. I think we're good for one of these games, Jimmy, to go off and be the Jimmy Butler that, um, you know, is insane. He's still getting almost 30. So, like, look at how amazing in in – relative terms. He is that we're saying he's having okay games and not Jimmy games when he's around 2830. I think you can count on one huge game, but to get four, it's going to be a team effort.
1: Well, you mentioned it with him and Murray, and I think this is where we've gone a little bit because of course the matchups are him and Murray and they're Jokic and Bam. But in terms of the marquee here, it's really Jimmy and Jokic, even yeah. though they're not guarding each other. And yet Jimmy's being outplayed by Murray. And that's problematic because it's it's not just again the offensive end. Jimmy didn't look good defensively in the last game. And he's got a golf ball on his ankle. And it does not appear that that is, first thing, not appear, it's not going to heal until he takes some time off, okay? This was an injury, and I've said this before, and people were asking me if this is a report. It's not a report. It's just common sense, okay? And it's what people around the organization have said. If this was the regular season, Jimmy would have shut it down for two or three weeks, at the minimum, with what happened against the Knicks. But he couldn't. And so we've talked about it like, well, if he gets two days off, if he gets three days off, he's going to this is not about two or three days like he looked a little bit more spry at the beginning of this game but if you look at the rim stuff that's where this is ugly right now he is getting to the spot he just can't finish like everything is going up short and and this is why I mean you look at their rim numbers in game three they were horrific okay so we can talk about the threes But Spo, I think was more concerned about the rim stuff. Like, I mean, you you can't you're shooting shooting under forty percent at the rim, you're not winning that way. I mean, unless you just go nuclear from the three point line, which nobody was doing. And so that's my concern about this now is that you know there has always been this thing. The role players have played well, right? Okay. Well, Caleb had some moments in this last game. He looked better, but he hasn't been what he was in the previous series, right? Mm -hmm. Duncan and Shrews, I don't know what you're going to get night to night. We just don't. Gabe, I think you can count on, but the foul trouble took him out of this last one. And that's the problem. Lowry has been very up and down. And so it's just kind of like you get to this point, you're like, okay, you need, you know, Bam is doing kind of what, you know, Bam was 7 of 21, but I had no problem with the aggression. He He had, he struggled to finish also. But really this is about getting Supernova Jimmy. That's what this has been all about all along and and i know what you say maybe he can get there for one game they need to win more than one yeah they need to win three
2: and so here's a couple keys in game 3 they had 25 uncontested three point attempts and they made only 10 they were 3 of 16 open looks with the closest defender 4 of 6 feet away 7 of 9 on wide open looks with the closest defender 6 plus feet away like Their wide open looks have decreased over the course of the series from 16 in game one to 10 in game two to nine in game three. You see where this is going? Mm -hmm. The Celtics are going to eventually say, Stay home.
1: The Nuggets, the Nuggets.
2: I, why do I keep doing that all finals? I'm so sorry. That's the fourth (laughs) time. I'm sorry to all of our listeners. The Nuggets are going to stay home on Bam and Jimmy eventually and say, Let's see the shooters win. And so this is the one thing that I also want to sneak in here before we go any further. Look at the minutes log last game for Jamal Murray and for um, Jokic. I think that he'd have an opportunity to push pace in game four. There's only the one day in between. Get out. Do something that is a little counterintuitive to what you expect Miami to do and try to push the pace a little bit to try to just – As we've talked about, get weird against this Denver team. That's something I'm looking for in game four big time.
1: Yeah, let's see if there's a different strategy from Eric Spolstra uh, in terms of that. Because he's throwing all these defensive coverages at Denver. And Jokic spoke to that today. And he does say that the Heat are making it difficult for him. But it's hard to know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard not to that notice. difficult. I mean, come on.
1: Well, I mean, cause he processes <laughs> everything, he processes everything so quickly that it's just, it's, it's just crazy. And I, again, watching Jokic, the rare time, you know, on league pass occasionally or the very rare time, that the Nuggets are on national TV is one thing seeing him three straight games. Can, I, I think you get an appreciation for the level of IQ that can that I ask you dealing. a question.
2: Yes. Cause you're old enough. I can ask you this and I got to watch Hakeem Olajuwon live. Is it like watching Hakeem where you're like, holy crap, he is yeah. thinking about the airs even more than is it? Well, it, than it, it,
1: it's a little different because I felt like Hakeem was a better athlete than, than Jokic, um, and he had certain places on the floor. I mean, the dream shake and all that, that he was just unstoppable. But there was an IQ level with Hakeem, obviously, that's translated to post-retirement and everything else. That was off the charts. And I I, I believe that Hakeem's the most underrated player in NBA history. An underrated superstar in NBA I'm with hits. you I'm with you, right? Um, and I think what we're seeing with this guy, and, and Akeem had more charisma and personality than Jokic does. And I, I think, I mean, I'm getting tired of these press cards where Jokic literally looks down as he's speaking, like it's going to be very hard to sell this guy, okay? I mean, we talked about hard to sell Giannis, Giannis smiles, like it's 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 different, okay. Um, Giannis has a sunny personality Giannis you know goes to the drive-through at uh, Chick-fil-A or whatever y- Jokic is he's a tough sell but to watch him play I understand there's some flopping there I get it it's not at the MB level no matter what Heat fans are saying but the way he plays is it's really beautiful basketball I mean there was there was one cut I don't know if it was uh, Christian Braun who finished it but it, there was I, I, it might have been but it was it was it was Murray to Jokic and then there was like then I'm like, that is just textbook. I mean, they, they really, and I don't even know if it's Mike Malone, honestly, I know Mike Malone's a very good coach. I believe he's the best coach that the heat of face in the postseason so far, but it just, it just feels like it's this guy. It's like, it's like coaching LeBron. It's like he's just going to do things that are almost uncoachable at a certain point. And they have, a, they have a system now where everybody understands that it goes through these two guys And yes, Michael Porter Jr. is struggling. Gordon sometimes disappears, but it doesn't matter. Um, But that's why I want to pivot a little bit, because sometimes we do this in series and we say, oh, they can't overcome this and they can't overcome that. And then you always sort of caution me. And I'm going to I want we should look back at these previous final series, because I think we felt this way about some others, actually. And then it just flipped on a dime. So we'll talk about that in a second, we do want to mention a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network versus prize picks. Make sure you're using that code five F I V E get that initial uh, deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. Again, you can play it at any time. They'll do the match once, but use the code five F I V E. This is legal in the state of Florida and most other States. And this was just rated the number one fastest growing sports product in the country, but make sure you're using that code five again at prizepicks.com. We also want to mention Our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders, that's Danny and his family. The whole team there, you know, it's crazy. It's June. Hurricane season has already started. Uh, We don't have a named storm yet to worry about, but you will have one soon enough. So make sure you reach out to Danny and his team. Not only can they get you the storm windows, the storm doors, but also, and they can do that for a 10% discount, by the way, if you mentioned five reasons, but also they can do all your renovations. So if you're planning on staying in your house for a little while, because we know it's very hard to find a new house these days, reach out to Danny and his team at All Pro Construction Builders. You can reach out to him directly on his personal cell, 305 484 4429. That's 305 484 4429. And that's or at allproconstructionbuilders.com. They're based in Dade County. They service all the way down to Monroe County and they service Broward County as well. So reach out to him again, Danny, at 305 484 4429, allproconstructionbuilders.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. To get ten percent off your first month, again, that's BetterHelp H E L P dot slash Miami Heat.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
1: the series is going at least five games. He fans are hoping it's 2-2. Monday night, whatever it is, 3-1-2-2, we're doing a watch party at Tropical Distillers that's in Alapata, about 10 minutes outside of downtown Miami. Uh, we're going to have a big crew there. We're going to have a lot of people from the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're giving away T-shirts, all kinds of other stuff. It's going to be a food truck. Uh, it's going to be a good time, and it's going to be also, for those who do this, $40 all you can drink uh, the whole night. So uh,
3: it's Whee. a better deal
1: than to- it's a better deal than you're gonna get in downtown Miami. Uh, it's a great spot. We've had a couple of watch parties there already, so look for it on the Twitter account. All right, let's go back in time a little bit before we go ahead to Monday, though. Yeah. So there, there have been some series. It looked like okay, they don't have a chance. Uh, 2006, down to nothing, down in that third game. Dwayne, we're not going out like this. I talked to Ud about that today. They won four straight. 2011 probably not the best example because they won game 1 they were up in game 2 they looked like the team that was sort of insurmountable and formidable and of course LeBron went in the tank and Mike Bibby killed him and they lost uh to Dallas in that series 2012 um they lost game 1 against OKC came back in 1-4 straight early in that series a lot of narratives that Durant was passing LeBron that 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 uh, this young core oh. with the top five picks of Westbrook, Harden, and Durant. Sixth man of the year and all that.
2: Miami. After that game won, people were saying that core was going to run the NBA for the next decade. Anyway, continue. And none, and
1: none of them have ever, well, Durant won a championship. Do we count them? He won two. But yes, I know in, in Stugatz's personal record book, they don't count. But he didn't win one there. Westbrook has never won one and Harden's never won one, as we know, right? So that didn't end up happening. 2013. That series had more swings than pretty much any final series we've ever seen, right? Spurs win game one. Heat with a blowout win in game two. Game three, the Spurs, it was at home. They won by 36. A lot worse beating than we just saw. Then, of course, there was the deal where Greg Popovich decided to put Tiago splitter on Dwayne Wade to start game four. Dwayne took over in that game. Made it 2-2. Spurs win Game 5. Heat are down again. And, of course, Game 6, Ray Allen shot. And in Game 7, LeBron finishes the deal and the Heat win a championship. 2014 is, is the worrisome one, Greg. Because that's the one I, – I, t- I said before this series that this Nuggets team reminded me more of that Spurs team than any of the teams that the Heat have faced in the postseason recently. If you look at that series, Game 1 was the AC game. The Heat won game two by two. So very similar to what we just saw where the Heat pulled out a tight game in Denver. They pulled out a tight game in San Antonio and then they were blown out the next three games. Yeah. And then I'll go to this one and then I'll let you comment on the overall. 2020, bubble, weird circumstances. One similar circumstance to this in the sense that no hero this time, no Dragic that time. Bam, limited when he did play uh game 1 laker blowout, game 2 lakers win again, then we got supernova jimmy in game 3 to win lakers win a close game in game 4 go up 3-1, jimmy uh, heads off elimination in game 5 again with one of his best games ever and then the lakers with a complete destruction in game 6 where the heat ran out of gas. The pessimist would say this is a little reminiscent of 2020 where a heat team runs out of gas doesn't have a core player that it may have needed. And then I don't think we're seeing Tyler hero the rest of this series. So I think we can put that one to bed 2014, or it is a little like 2014 where you win a game to tie up the series, but you're just clearly not as good as the other team. 2014. Those would be the two negative examples, but the positives are 2006, the positive is 2013 where it was a series that kind of teetered both ways the whole time, 2012, where it maybe looked like you were not the better team earlier in the series, and then you rolled off a bunch of wins after that. Which is this most similar to?
2: I mean, I think on the surface, everyone's going to point to when San Antonio steamrolled Miami and looked like the more connected talented team and Miami just straight up ran out of gas. I think that that's the most logical connection. But if you think we're ending this show by me connecting this run to that run, you are out of your damn mind. Because I think there are elements of the way that Miami came back against Dallas in 06 and also the way that they've gutted out that win with the improbable Ray Allen bucket. To win in 2013 and I say this because let's be honest a little bit of luck is going to come into play here and the heat can get a little bit of luck that that's not unprecedented it's also going to take an unbelievable individual effort from somebody I think Bam and Jimmy you're up for that challenge you may not need it from them every night but you may need one of them each to have it a unbelievable game And the last thing I'll say is when you see guys like Shane Battier have huge game sevens, Mike Miller's have shoeless game um, fives or whatever that was against Oklahoma city. When you see Ray Allen hit that big shot there in the corner, all I'll say is that this team has the same type of alpha minded players to hit those type of shots. So all I would say is that as much as it feels like that was a game where Miami was outclassed, they have a chance to respond in game four and then you're in a series, 2-2, two, two, where anything can happen. So ultimately, they're still in this series, but it's going to require these things to happen where it's not going to be a series where they can just go blow for blow with this team and hope that they're standing at the end. They're going to need to do something out of the ordinary, but this team is used to doing that. You know, We've seen it throughout this run. So I still feel good game four is going to tell us everything.
1: They're going to need somebody besides Bam and Jimmy. They need somebody to do what Caleb did against Boston. And I just don't know who it's going to be, but they got to find that guy because I think right now Bam and Jimmy are overmatched by Jokic and Murray. And I think a lot of it is health related with Jimmy. But I don't think that we're gonna see Jimmy and Bam do the kind of thing that we just saw Jokic and Murray do. I don't think we're gonna see that in any game in this series. I think we yeah. can see it again for a quarter. I think we can see some of it defensively because both guys are better defensively than their counterparts. But I don't think we're gonna see that offensively. Somebody else has got to play above his head. Somebody, because look, you look at you've got Denver, you've got Porter playing below his numbers. Okay. You've got, and I think that will continue. He does not look right as a shooter right now. uh, Mike Malone was trying to prop him up in his defense, and he's not a great defender. He was trying to prop him up as a rebounder. He had seven in the last game. KCP has been okay defensively. hasn't given him anything offensively. And even Bruce Brown, to me, has been a bit bit of a disappointment in the series. I I love his game, but he hasn't really contributed much. I mean, really, again, the rookie gave him something in the last game. Uh, Seven of eight, almost all on cuts, coming straight out of the offense and just hustle. Okay, and that's pretty much it. Somebody on Miami, though, has got to be better than all of those guys. There's got to be somebody who's going to step up. Now, is it Duncan with more minutes if Max continues to struggle? Maybe, because he has that ability to carry you for a quarter. We've seen it, okay? Is it Caleb getting right here? Because I thought he looked a little better in this past game. He had that one, as I mentioned, he had that one kind of surge, and that was about it. Is it Kyle? Can we get throwback Kyle for a little bit of time? maybe. Um, or is it what we saw from the first couple of games from Gabe, you know, who I, again, I thought was taken out of the game by the foul trouble in the last game, but they've got to, they've got, it's gotta be. And again, I wouldn't be surprised at all. If a certain official is officiating game four, and yes, they have two wins against him in the postseason. And I say against him, uh, but it's about time for Scott Foster in this series. We have We already seen Tony brothers. We've seen Zach Zarba. Uh, I, it seems like that's the next logical guy here. They, they are going to have to find a guy. Because that guy is not going to be Tyler Hero, and just to close the loop on this, as we now enter Game Four, and the Heat have already declared him out, can we stop with everything? Can we stop? Because I look,
2: I had have... can can, can I sneak in and say that I was abundantly wrong. I was um, communicating closely with people who are uh, near and dear to Tyler. And he was feeling great after workouts. But what happens after the day after, I'm not always privy to. And it appears as if it was overstated how quickly he could return. And um, shout out to Sean Rochester, who was first, first, first on uh, pulling back on the Tyler Hero optimism to play.
1: But it's not it wasn't just that. See, this is why. And I, I we need to address this. Because this stuff is fluid, like you said. But it's also not just about one thing it's not just like we were were talking about when he was going to get cleared physically right that's not the same as being ready to go out on the court and compete in the finals and that's why i was cautioning people don't expect him and the national media was rolling with this he's going to be back for game two i don't know where the hell that came from okay um and and i i don't know where that source came from because i think whoever that source was No, but I know who reported it. I'm trying to figure out who, because whoever reported, whoever leaked that or or speculated that and he went with heat. No, it wasn't. And it did Tyler a disservice. It it doesn't make any sense for somebody close to Tyler to put that kind of pressure on Tyler to come back when he wasn't ready to come back or they weren't ready to have him back. And I'll just say this. I talked to somebody who's been around the Heat organization a very long time. I'm not going to say how long, because then you'll be able to to narrow it down to about five or six people okay who said this has never worked for us we brought zo back in 2001 right and that time was 13 games left in the regular season and that was a complete disaster mm-hmm. they were eight and five they, they, they were on there they won 50 games but not because of zo okay they got to a certain point and it was anthony mason that group and then they were 8 and 5 in the last 13 games and then Zo came back he came back for the 8 and 5 stretch and then they got blown out in the first round of the playoffs by Charlotte okay didn't work that time they did it with UD in 2011 after he missed nearly the entire season they brought him back against Boston if you remember and he he missed the backboard he was not ready to go for he was not About a week and a half later, they threw him in against Chicago. They shut him down, and then he was more ready, and he had that incredible stint against Chicago, like those 12 minutes where he was unbelievable. They did it with Bosch, but again, it didn't work at first. They did it with Bosch in the 2012 playoffs because they had no choice. Chris was not ready to come back, but they were playing Ronnie Turioff and others, and they threw him back after the Indiana series into the Boston series, and he was not good in that series either.
2: There's one more. They brought Timmy back after the first round when Anthony Carter played against mm-hmm. Detroit and they likely could have had Timmy sit out another round. If you really want to be honest about what a bit would have been best for him and they played him and it didn't work out in round two against New York.
1: So you're talking about four of the most important players in Miami heat history. Okay. Zoe, Timmy, Chris Bosh and Udonis Haslam. 4 tough minded guys, right? Four guys who, three guys who are going to be in the Hall of Fame and one who might get a statue here, okay? Three three guys who are in the Hall of Fame and one who might get a statue here. It didn't work with them. And then there's also the history that we've talked about with Stan Van Gundy in Orlando bringing Jameer Nelson back for the finals or regretting that. And Spo is very aware of that history. He and Stan are extraordinarily close. And we thought that they were going to throw Tyler Hero back into a final series? Again... Context matters. These situations are fluid, but I, I don't think it was ever particularly likely that he was going to play uh, in the finals. And and then there's also, I guess, we talked about the the other issues related. Was was he going to get blamed for it if he came back and he screwed things up? I mean, now I guess if you're down three one, and he's cleared and he feels good, then what the hell, right? I mean, Michael Michael Beasley played in that. We talk about that 2014 series look at how many minutes Beasley got in the last game because Spo had no other options. Eddie house in 2011. Remember that the last game, Eddie house played like 25 minutes. It's not going to that run out, this out of other, time. Other guys to go to. So I guess it's possible that he goes to Tyler hero here because he's better. He'd be better than either of those guys were, but that was a lot to ask of Tyler from the very beginning. And so look, the Cavalry is not coming. Jimmy's ankle is not going to get miraculously better. They can win this series, there's precedent for them to come back and win the series and things not to be as bad as they may seem. But somebody on this roster or maybe two somebody has got to play way above their head right now, and give Jimmy and Bam some help because they I do not believe with what Bam is dealing with with the guy that he's got to guard. (laughs) Okay, and and all the responsibilities he has and then what Jimmy's dealing with with his ankle and other issues that are going on right now. They can't beat Jokic and Murray. They need help to do it. They need significant help. So whether it's Gabe or Caleb or Duncan or Max or Haywood Highsmith or any of these other guys, they got to find one or two who are going to play way above their heads here to help get them to the finish line. All right, thanks to Greg. Uh, Thanks to our sponsors, markbrownpa.com, allproconstructionbuilders.com, prize picks, use code 5 F I We'll see you at the watch party. On monday night playback uh for game four greg will be in charge of that me greg i'm excuse me me, alex and brady will be at the game and again check out the episode i did with you don it's only six minutes but i mean it's worth it it's always worth it when i get time with him i i've literally pulled him aside <laughs> trying to keep him away from all the he's like i don't want to deal with any of this. all the international reporters and you know he started uh giving the gold that he usually does when he gives his interviews. So he basically said 95% of the league doesn't care. If you care, you're already ahead of the rest of them. The heat care. We'll see if they have enough. And that's it for today.
0: Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.